everyone, and welcome to CommanderCast episode 489. We're your weekly source for community strategy and technology. Hosts on our home site, CommanderCast.com. My name is Mark. And I'm Adam. Adam, it is the end of July. It is. Everything is happening so fast now. I mean, it is like the, the summer doldrums, maybe? Like the, the midsummer something? Midsummer heat stroke, I guess. I mean, over, that is something likely. Jesus, yeah, it's over, hot. Over most of the world. So, yeah. yeah. The one that got me was when, like, airstrips in England started to melt. I'm like, oh, oh wow. I didn't even hear about that. That's... Uh, oh, you didn't? Yeah. yeah that's, you know. Yeah. Railroads started to buckle. That's a you know, infrastructure not used to this kind of heat, but, you know. I hey, guess hell on earth has gotten a new definition. I mean, we're... We're just moments away from dogs and cats living together. I mean, yeah, I know that the Venkman speech from Ghostbusters was prophecy. So that's what I know. Uh, this week, ladies and gents, speaking of prophecy, get to talk about some Dominaria reunited, reunited something. United? Maybe guess... they were never united to begin with, Mark. So now they're they're just united for the first time. I thought we got united before. No, are they a soccer team? What the fuck is this? Dominaria <laughs> united. <laughs> Uh, so this week, ladies and gents, uh, in community, we get to talk about the new Legends Return post that Adam Staborski put out, along with a couple of new uh, spoilers, the ones that I'm sure I'm going to screw up, which ones are game day promos, which ones are box toppers, which ones are whatever. Yeah. I think nicely, most of the promos are also in the set, unless I'm unless I'm very much mistaken, but we'll see. Uh, and if you like that, uh, you know, us bumbling around that segment, just wait for strategy when we try to name the... The closest we got was one-drop pseudo-level-up creatures. Yeah, well, that seems, you know... I'm going to leave that out there to simmer for a little bit. You can just think about what that is for a bit until we get the strategy and talk about it. And then in technology, uh, I feel like this is a ready-made topic for Commander Cast because we've yes. kind of been doing this all along. Um, since Legends Reborn is the thing that's come out and we're going to talk about it, we're going to take our own crack at reborning some of the old bad cards. Reborning. Yeah. Rebirthing? Yeah. yeah. Rebirthing Rebirth. just sounds... That, that sounds just worse, right? That sounds like I need a doula in the room for it. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not good. So anyway, we're going to we're gonna like tweak a little bit some of the oldie cards that, that kind of suck uh, yeah. in, in technology. So with that, ladies and gents, uh, stick with us with Dumb and Sicial. We will come back in community with the first Dominaria United previews. Yay. Alrighty, sir. Interstitial numero uno. Hmm. Adam. Dime. I uh, joined the ranks of 2021 and finally started watching Squid Game. Ah. I watched about half the first episode and I don't know if it was like the pacing or like how hateful the care, the main character seemed like I just, I, I couldn't get into it. You know, that happened to me the first time too. Uh, okay. And, and then I got COVID and I didn't have shit else to do. Um, <laughs> that's a, so. that's a fair thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, after being quarantined for a day or two, I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me give this, this cultural thing another spin um, right and you're right and actually uh one of the things i like most about squid game if you haven't seen it, it's the korean show which is kind of like a, a different take on hunger games um but i like that better because this is like an adult take on hunger games you know we've talked about hunger games before yeah. i don't think hunger games is bad it's just like i don't know kitty's first dystopia um yeah that's which, fair. which is fine you know it's just whatever so squid game 
is about all these people who get together and they're like people are down in their luck and owe a lot of money and then they get put into this Hunger Games like scenario to like murder each other by playing kids games and whatever and then maybe they make some money at the end as you do as you do you know maybe scratch the surface metaphor for capitalism whatever um <laughs> but the thing i like most about this and the thing i think it separates it from like a hunger games thing of you know like oh the good people are here and the bad people are there and blah 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 it's all the people are kind of suck you know they just oh, like right. suck in different Got ways it. but also it was really kind of dark and interesting it turned for me this isn't really a spoiler but on like the second episode um, at the end of the first episode, when they have the game, in the second episode, they're like, "Look, there's like three three rules in Squid Game. Like, one is like, I don't know, you can't you can't back out. Second, if you don't participate, we're gonna kill you. And the third is, we can stop the game anytime as long as there's a majority of vote. And so everyone votes and is like, this is fucking nuts. Like, let's get out of here. What the, the fuck? You know, after the first right. game, and a bunch of people die, and so they all go back to their own lives, and then they voluntarily come back afterwards because they're like, you know what? You know, they spend a day or two on the outside and they're like, the outside's worse. Mm. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, because they're back to their lives and they still have this like crushing weight of debt over their shoulders. And they're like, no, you know what? I'd rather go back and, you know, be forced into this hideous scenario where I might get murdered at the drop of a hat just to win some money to get me out of this horrible crushing debt. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, <laughs> you know. It feels um, feels a little little too real, yeah. Yeah, like a little bit. I'm like, eh, your metaphor might be encroaching on my reality a bit. Right, um, right. Your metaphor might not be a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, but it is good, and it and the the characters do get a little more multifaceted. Even the like, they're all kind of they're all you know they're all messed up people, uh, just like sure. everybody's messed up, right? But you know they they do have like different different sides to them, so they're more well rounded than say uh, Katniss. Not to shit on right. the games, but right. you know whatever right um, yeah so i'm no, enjoying she it. has like two guys that are interested in her i know and and one's named after a bread and he works in a bakery right so like so that's the part that i never could difficult decisions mark difficult decisions motherfucker's name is Peta, and he works as a baker like really adam i mean i just i just couldn't get over it's a little it. on the nose it is a little bit but anyway uh squid game shocker <laughs> international sensation mark just cotton on to it it's pretty good so all right um how about we talk about a card game probably co- doesn't involve, whoa whoa i know probably doesn't involve squid but you don't want to draw those capitalist connections so that's this is going to be dark community In community this week, ladies and gents, we got spoilers. Oh, I was gonna say we got a new spoilers by another Adam. We got, we did, we got that too. Hey, we went back to Dominaria, or hey, we're going to have gone back to. Di- I feel like I'm in a time travel movie. <laughs> like the pieces are getting weird. I think that I'm, I'm fine with spending lots of time on Dominaria. I think they need to stop naming sets Dominaria. <laughs> what else would you name them like like i mean just call it whatever like i mean how many sets took place on dominaria two no know. many i don't know wasn't the entire like weather light saga and like all like half the old sets like they were all dominaria based i guess so you're saying we should just go back to like i don't know weather Coming light version interesting two. story arcs that happen not just like name of plane 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like you know, like the two options when making a movie: just remake something kind of lazily, or make a good movie that's new. I mean, I can understand the the, I guess the weight and momentum of naming a thing the plane you're on. It it is kind of sure. weird. It's like if you just name Ted Lasso like England Soccer Show. Right. Exactly. You know, like you could get a little more creative. I get yeah. it. I get it. You know, if you just want to name Dominaria United like. The Phyrexians are back. Ooh. Like, I'd be okay with that. There are yeah. worse ones. You know. I mean, listen, man. You know, Empire Strikes Back was a good name. So It was. Total side note. Apparently, there's a Star Wars burlesque show in San Francisco. That can't be good. That is called The Empire Strips Back. Nice. Okay. All um, right. Anyway, that's a universe we live in. In the universe that Dominaria takes place in, though, we got several new spoilers. Would you like to hear some of them, Adam? Sure. Okay. Uh, so Dominaria United is getting released on September 9th. Spoilers will probably come out sometime in August. We got some newbies here, including a new mana dork. Adam, I feel like you should probably read this one because it's a druid, though. Yeah, absolutely. Lanawar Lone Speaker is uh, one and a green for an elf druid, one three. Uh, it has two tap abilities. One is add a mana of any color. And the other is target land becomes a 3-3 three, three elemental creature with haste until end of turn. Still a land activate only as a sorcery. This is a very middling druid for a rare because it costs two. Ooh, that's really the killer, huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, same thing in elves, right? Like two mana elves are just that much worse than one mana elves. Ooh. Does it count that he makes a three three? Um or he no, can because he can I hate make... that ability. I hate the whole like lands become Did we know. do that as a as stra- I feel like yeah. we should do that as a strategy segment. But it's like, just it's not that strong. I know. I just don't I don't know how to make it work and not make it suck. Like we've do we've done sure. this before. Like I know I I don't know. Some part of my brain is is playing on repeat. Like this is a deja vu segment. Like I don't like turning my resources into disposable resources. That seems bad. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. Right. Next one. Let's see. Um, I fully do not know if this is going to be in the set or not. I know that Shivan Devastator will be in the set. Touch the Spirit Realm and Workshop Warchief are here as promo cards. Let's just move on then to Shivan Devastator because that's a dragon I like. Yeah, and uh, I like I like this one a lot. It's funny I was playing Magic last night and somebody swung at me with a uh, a dragon, and they were like, "Unless you have flying blockers," and I was playing Druid, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "No, Druids do not fly." And somebody else at the table was like, "And neither do any of the Hydras," which is which is very disconcerting <laughs> to me. I need flying Hydras, and I was. And so when I saw this today, I was like, oh, Flying Hydra. Uh, so yeah, Shivan Devastator is X and a red for a 0-0 Dragon Hydra. It has flying and haste, and it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. So basically a flying hasting uh, Hydra. Nice. One we're going to kind of glance over because we're going to talk about it in the next segment, Evolved Sleeper. So... Um... Yeah, I guess we do want to read it now and then talk about the next segment. Sure, sure. Uh, Evolved Sleeper is uh, one black. It's a creature human, just human. No job. This is a this is a jobless one one. Uh, but for one black, 
uh, Evolved Sleeper becomes a human cleric uh, with base power and toughness 2-2. Two, two. And then you can pay one and a black. And if Evolved Sleeper is a cleric, put a death touch counter on it and it becomes a Phyrexian human cleric with base power 3-3. Three, three. And then for one black black, Evolved Sleeper is a Phyrexian. Put a plus one plus one counter on it. Then draw a card, and you lose one life. Ooh. This is, a, this is an interesting one. And yes, we are going to get into this a little bit more in the next segment. Yeah, so we'll leave our discussion of that yeah. until then. So anyway, those are the new cards we got. Um, yeah, but okay. kind of underwhelming as far as I'm concerned. It's a little underwhelming, right? Uh, how about we... Like the then... last few sets, I think I think we were pretty high on. But this one so far, pretty middling. Yeah. Adam, how about we leave the middling behind and talk about the spicy meatball that they've dropped for us in this announcement. The fact that Dominaria United Collector Boosters will feature cards from Physical Legends Boosters printed in 1994. Oh my god. So, they will act I mean, that happened in Dominaria too, I guess. I don't know. I don't really care what the the thematic you know whatever <laughs> on, connection is they're they're putting some old ass money cards in these they collector are. boosters i mean the, the but they're only putting in the collector boosters correct uh yes and i i would assume so here i'm just gonna read the thing that adam staborski put yeah, in yeah. Here, right so uh the uh let's see legends cards such as those the ones they they name dropped here are tabernacle of pendril veil vale, kind of a money card uh, right. Moat and the OG Nicobolas. Yep, I also feel like expensive. one of those things is way less expensive than the others, but whatever. Yeah. Will appear in only in Dominar United Collector Boosters. And we're yeah. serious that we pulled these from Legends Boosters. You can see a video of boosters being opened and learn more about this in addition to Dominar United Collector's Boosters. Blah, sure. blah, 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 blah. So, long story short, like there's a link there you can follow in this if you want to. Um, it's interesting that not only will they have legends in every pack in Dominar United, like somebody had the the idea, like, what if we actually put legends cards in every pack? Right. Like, okay, that's kind of neat. I mean, it's it's cool this is doing they're doing this, right? I fear for how much collector boosters will cost because of this. Yeah. It'll be neat. Like, this kind of turns them into remember when masterpieces first came out? Yeah. And it became a, oh, man, like, what if you got a masterpiece? Like, right. yo, dude, like, that that's a story if you pull Weren't a Weren't those in regular, de- regular packs? I think they were in boxes. They had to buy a box. I don't remember. What no, it they were in packs. They were just, like, the, the rarity was, like, maybe one in every couple boxes or something. I Listen, think. this is before the multiverse broke, and we got seven different kinds of boosters, though. Yeah. So that's my problem with it is, like, I... I almost don't care that they did this because it is not going to affect me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you narcissistic bastard, you. I'm not, I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to be buying these stupid premium products. And no offense to everyone out there who is, you're all chumps. <laughs> Adam, I'm glad you have no strong feelings about this. And you I mean, I'm sorry. Like, if you're going to spend 20 bucks a pack because you might get a thing, like, you yeah wizards won <laughs> congrats we're done here <laughs> like yeah i mean this just makes it even more of a lottery ticket right which is gross so well, right and lottery tickets are gross to begin with like <laughs> yeah i mean yeah because let's be honest like 
they dropped the Nick in here, I think, on purpose. So they could, like, later on say, like, well, we didn't say every set was going to have a tabernacle or a moat. You right. might get something that was just reprinted in, you know, I don't know, fucking Chronicles or something. I mean, yeah, OG Nicobolus is is probably expensive, too. But, like, come on. You, I don't know. You're going to get... You're going to get what you're going to get out of there. You're yeah. going to pull some rares out of your, your Legends boosters. Okay. I don't know. No, I mean, honestly, like... And and the smartest thing that you could possibly do is since these are pack fresh, which is not a thing that actually like exists really. Um, if you do get one of these, you get it graded and you get it like sealed and you hold on to it. And that's it. You Can't... never play with that card. You get it, like you make sure that it, it's graded at a good 9.8 and you move on with life. Or hear me out. Just get you a nice shiny proxy. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Huh? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, for actual play, that's what you do. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, if you get one of these cards, then you just, you you grade it and you never play with it. Or, hear me out, hear me out, just abolish the reserve list. You know? I mean, I'm on board. <laughs> Are we bending over backwards, like, to, to like, have a, a, a booster box video where we're cracking Legends packs and then putting them into new packs and... I don't know. Are we doing too much work here, people? Answer, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, if you folks are excited about these things, by the way, don't be excited about the, the collector boosters thing. But if you're excited about other things, let us know in the comments. Uh, I'm I'm hoping it will at least be as good as uh, the Dominaria Reborn. What was the last Dominaria set? Uh, Dominaria something? Well, yes. There I we promise. go. I just hope it'll be as good as Dominaria something. How about that? And with that, ladies and gents, work with us through a dumb interstitial. We'll come back in strategy and talk about uh, the other creatures that we struggle to put a category with that include Evolve Sleeper. Uh, interstitial numero duo Adam you want to talk about old games or golf I mean generally I would want to talk about old games but I feel like golf is like in this case is a little bit more interesting than just golf Adam I'm going to say the only acceptable way to play golf is video game golf I give zero I can, I can get on board with that I I will give it that mini golf is a separate game Mm-hmm. It, it looks like regular golf, but it's a separate game, and it is totally acceptable. Also acceptable is the driving range, because it's just fun to hit that guy yeah, in the golf cart. I, I, can, I can go to a driving range and be perfectly happy. Yeah. Yep, that, that one's fun, too. Also, if you can get away away with it, golf cart polo, pretty fun, but you're probably going to get kicked off the course, just speaking from experience. <laughs> um, however, video game golf, specifically Mario Golf, lots of fun, let me tell you. I have been emulating, because I'm not going to fucking buy these games, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, which is on the GameCube. That is a lot okay. of fun. My daughter is, like, transfixed by watching me play golf on there. Nice. So that's, that's a fun thing. Also, like, the, the Mario Golf that's on 3DS, even though you have to, like, jump through hoops to buy it now, also still very good. And it's fun to play golf in bed. You know what's another fun activity with video game golf? Uh, <laughs> if you get a chance to... Uh... 
I want to say one of the one of the YouTubers like Summoning Salt or somebody like that did a, a thing on the speed run for the original Nintendo Golf. Ooh. And there's like some actual like technical aspects to it. Like it's it's interesting. It's wor- it worth the uh you know what 20 minutes of your life or whatever where it explains how how the speed run goes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I can watch that. I, I would watch that any day before like televised golf. So Oh yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I will give golf is if you haven't seen the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO, that thing is fucking bananas. The one where Tiger Woods like tees off, breaks his leg and then continues to play the tournament and wins. Fucking bananas. Like you hear the crack of that man's oh, leg. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, I mean, you can Google it, like, it's a thing, that, but, like, oh, my God, you're like, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's the, go play some video game golf. Don't play actual golf. I was playing with my daughter, and, uh, you know, we're playing video game golf, obviously, and I'm like, she's like, Daddy, like, is this a real game? And I'm like, yeah, it is, you know, because there's, like, a golf course in town that we drive past every once in a while. She's like, oh, do, do you play, like, real golf? I'm like, oh, no, real golf sucks, honey. And my wife from, like, the next room over is like, how do you know that? Like, when was the last time you played golf? I'm like, do you want to go play golf? She's like, oh, hell no. And I'm like, point made. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, she, she did lose that conversation. <laughs> it's also true. Uh, and if there's one thing I know that keeps a marriage healthy, it's keeping score of who wins and who loses conversations. I mean, that's <laughs> how I do it. <laughs> Strategy. In strategy this week, ladies and gents. All right, you got you, you got to just go with us on this, folks. So, Evolve Sleeper is a thing that came out, which you would not be uh, you would not be remiss to compare to other old cards that do this thing. I don't know if these were like thought of as the first version of Planeswalkers when they first say when like Figure of Destiny came out. Um, the closest that we've gotten to actually categorizing this is one-drop pseudo-level-up creatures. So, the criteria for this is, has to be a one-drop creature, right? Comes down, has a one-mana ability that does a thing, changes the creature, then has like a two- or three-mana ability, further changes the creature, and then to its ultimate form of something, and then further changes the creature. Again, Figure of Destiny was the OG version of this. Right. Um, Evolve Sleeper is the, the new one we got. We got two other ones. We're basically going to talk about these as a thing, because it is a loose category, but it's a loose category I both want to like, and then also probably shouldn't play. Yes. Uh, let us go down and read the creatures as they fall in the alphabetical order. I will start with the one I actually play because I have a weird place in my heart for this card. Ascendant Spirit. Ascendant Spirit is a one mana, one blue mana spirit. It's a one one from Kaldheim, um, which to just make it a further niche card can only be leveled up with snow mana. Mm-hmm. So you may pay two snow mana uh, for this spirit to uh, make Ascendant Spirit become a Spirit Warrior with base power and toughness 2-3. It's also a snow creature, in case you didn't catch that, folks. You may pay three snow mana. If Ascendant Spirit is a warrior, put a flying counter on it, becomes a Spirit Warrior Angel with base power and toughness 4-4. Okay. You got yourself a Sarah Angel going on. 
I was gonna say so. So to be clear, yeah, just to, just so that we're keeping track. Uh huh. Uh huh. You are now six mana in. Yeah. For a Sarah Angel without vigilance. Uh, Sarah Angel. That's a snow creature. Thank you. And plays well in Spirit Tribal. Hmm? Would okay, you? Not- ju- I just wanted. I just wanted everybody to keep track of that mana. <laughs> Uh, and then lastly, you may pay four additional snow mana if Ascendant Spirit is an angel. Put two plus one plus one counters on it, and it gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player. Draw a card. So we're now up to 11 mana? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Is, there, is there a problem, Adam? No. I mean, just you know, across four turns, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be four turns. You could do this all in one turn if you wanted. Yes, you could spend 11 mana in one turn. That's true. Yeah, to get, get yep. yourself a, a nice... Yep. What is it ends up at What if end? in that same one turn you played like a... I don't know, like a Consecrated Sphinx? Uh-huh. Is it a spirit <laughs> warrior angel, Adam? No, uh, it is no, not. It draws a lot more cards. <laughs> Is it a spirit warrior angel? No, it, it is. It is not. Uh, no matter how many times you ask, that is not going to be the case. <laughs> yeah, Adam, this isn't good. This is not. This is not a good card. I mean, it's not like bad either, but it, it's definitely not good. It's not a good card. I I do have a lot of affection for this card. My biggest problem with this card, to be to be perfectly honest, because it, it is, I think, playable. I think it's much more playable in budget scenarios if this was an uncommon i don't i don't think that this is worthy of being a rare Ooh. Mm. was this maybe like pretty good when i don't know you're playing limited i feel like this might have been an okay that's quite possible like in you know in kaldheim you know because you have the the snowlands available um and it's something that yes if nobody has removal for it you can keep you know making this better and better and you could do it as a, i mean it's a, a combat trick but not you know because everybody can see it coming yeah yeah th- this is like the worst kind of combat trick right so, um does it make this any better if i only play this in decks where i also play extra planar lens because i'm playing snow covered lands i mean then it's like i just invested six and a half mana i can only say that i don't actually understand most of the questions you've asked <laughs> <laughs> Does it make it better? This is a dollar rare, Adam. That yes, it yeah. should be fifty cents. Yeah, it's probably overcosted at a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Listen, man, I like this card. It's not. A, it's probably not a good card though. Yeah. A, now I will say with with evolved sleeper because that is the one that's next. Evolved sleeper, I actually like more than most of these. Uh, agree because its last ability has less finality to it, and it's cheaper. So it only gives it one plus one plus one counter, but it only costs three to activate and you draw a card, lose a life. Like, okay, now you're in the territory of, I would almost play that card, you know, regard, like you're almost in lady fingers territory, but you're getting kind of a bonus to a creature, kind of a, a draw of a card, three mana. Like, yeah, I can do that. If I've just got three mana left over, you know, and, at and, any given point. Yeah, and don't forget, like Evolve Sleeper at this point also has pseudo evasion with Death Touch. Right, with Death Touch. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Evolve Sleeper, I, I definitely think is one of the better examples of these cards. Um, one might say it's an evolution of this concept. Ma. <laughs> Sorry. 
But yeah, I I actually do like that one. Um, I also like the green one. Huh. Yeah, the green one is interesting, right? We'll, we'll get to it. Um, yeah. Before we get there, let's go for the OG, though. Yeah. The figure O Destiny. Um, hybrid Boros Kithkin. Uh, it's a 1 1, or at least it starts that way. Um, it's a, does this get any better? Because now, like, Boros Spirits is a thing, kind of. Like, there's that deck. There's that one deck. Uh, I mean. <laughs> It, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Any better? Sure. A lot better? No? Like, right. I don't know. All right. Let me just read the fucking card. It just got reprinted Double Masters. It's 25 yeah. cents. It's a quarter. It's 25 cents out of Double Masters. There we go. Uh, you can you may pay Hybrid Boros and Figure of Destiny becomes a Kithkin Spirit with base uh-huh. power and toughness 2-2. Too, too. That's actually not... That's I feel like that's pretty decent. Like, you have a 1-1, one, one, then you make it a 2-2. Two, two. That's... Again, I mean, limited. I can't argue with you at all. Like, yeah. yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. this is this is great, or or even just something that's a faster format. Sure. Yeah. It, that's, that's not us. Um. Or you. Or after after because you have to do these things in sequence. Yeah. Uh, three hybrid Boros. If figure of destiny is a spirit, it becomes a Kithkin spirit warrior with base power and toughness four four. And then lastly, you may pay six hybrid. This is like. Okay, this is a little bananas, right? Mm-hmm. Six six hybrid Boros. If figure of destiny is a warrior, becomes a Kithkin spirit warrior avatar with base power and toughness eight eight flying and first strike. All right, this is just it's a. It's I a, do not like this card. Well, because I, I mean, I, I like I think it's neat. I'm glad that it exists, but that's it. It's a French vanilla, um, just Boros card, right? I feel like yeah. this is this is the first iteration of it. It was neat. I remember when I came back in Magic and I saw this card, I'm like, oh my god, the possibilities are endless, when really the possibilities are very linear and bounded. Um, right. But, you know, hey man, it's an it's an OG for a reason, right? Uh, Adam, tell us about your Abzan wonder here. Yeah, uh, Warden of the First Tree is the next one, and it is one green for a 1-1 one, one human. Uh, you can pay one and a hybrid white black to turn it into a three three human warrior. Uh, you can pay two and two of those hybrid to turn it from that into a uh, still three three, but a trampling life linking three three. And then you can pay three and three of those hybrid to put five plus one plus one counters on it. So that's the reason why I like this one a little bit more too, is because it jumps up to three three. Instead of like on turn two, you could easily turn it into a three, three. Mm-hmm. And then if you get to the point where you're where you've got it at, at lifelink and trample. OK, now you're like gaining some life off of it and you can keep putting the five, five, the five, one, one counters on it. Uh, so that's at least kind of interesting. But, you know, beyond that, yeah. So really what we're saying is aside from a ball sleeper, you need to find five color spirit commander and put these cards in that deck that's what we're talking about i mean you could do that there's another neat thing that you could do with Mm -hmm. all of them Mm -hmm. um because all the if statements are based on what types they are so you could mirror entity for one and then you can evolve them to their final forms Ooh, that's pretty good with skipping everything else but yeah <laughs> I, I feel like we've uh like broken some pokemon rules there 
if we yeah. skip into the final form. But that that's okay. I think that's I think it's acceptable. Um because you have to pay like fucking six for the last final form here on a lot of these. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. So So uh so there are some pros and cons to these things. Uh the the one pro that I, I that I thought of was these are all really good when it comes to reanimation because especially in in the ones that have white associated with them um how many white recursion things are like creatures with power less than two or or two or less and things like that so like these are prime targets for that because you can build them back up um they're also good early drops because getting you know a one one or something like that that can scale as the game goes on is pretty good, but you also probably won't invest that much into it because let's be honest. I mean, by turn four, somebody's probably wrathing. Yeah, and you just have you got better things to do, right? right? You got better things to do with your mana. I mean, it's neat that this is better than level up, right? You can do this at any time. You don't right. have to wait till sorcery speed. So level up cool. really should have been an instant speed, Jesus. I mean, what a like what, that is just man? the ultimate nerf to that thing. <laughs> This would have been listen the only the only reason i think that exists is lighthouse chronologist i think that is broken as fuck if you yeah but you know that. what i mean you could have even done it on each individual card yeah like, you could oh, just lighthouse do it chronologist just like, for lighthouse just chronologist. say that you can only activate this as a source at sorcery speed great no problem everybody yeah. else is fine yeah even you know? echo echo mage like all the way up is kind of a right. problem but right don't build it into the core of that mechanic yeah. that's where where it really nerfed it yeah. um so, I mean, that was kind of the problem. But the big con to these is the same thing. I mean, we've said this about a lot of things, right? We we said this, or I said this about Mutate, definitely. We've said this about Auras before. We've said this about the equipment decks. You're investing a lot of resources into a single creature. And honestly, like, Voltron, in general, weaker than Go Wide. <sighs> yeah, that's the hard part. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, you could put Greaves on this. And then, you know, you're okay. Or you could put Swiftfoot Boots. But if you if you don't have something like that going on, then, you know, this can just easily be killed in response to you activating its ability or in response to you swinging or whatever. Like, I mean, they, they can die very easily. They don't really protect themselves. Why? Now, if one of these gave itself, like, Hexproof or something while, while it was evolving, then, you know. You read my mind, different... sir. Why yeah. isn't the ultimate version of this something, something Hexproof? Right. It, like, or, or at least like Ward 5 or something. Yeah, stupid, you, know, like, you know, like something. I don't know. Or like something happens. They probably ran out of text at some point. But like Hexproof is only one word. You can just stick it on there. Right. It's fine. I don't know. That really is the issue, right? Like it is great to have them as like early game weird cards. Like that's usually what I use Ascendant Spirit for because it's in my dumb Lorthos deck where everything's a fucking Kraken that costs like 10. Um, right. And I have, you know, it's mono blue and it uses Snowlands, so duh. Um, the rest of these things, I don't know, man. Like, where am I ever going to put Figure of Destiny? I guess maybe as a as a fun card in a Boro Spirit stack. That's the only place I would think of. Right. Know? Like, all right, Hoffrey. I think that's the the commander. Like, all right, that's cute if you put it in that deck, yeah. right? But that's only cute in the same way that, like, I don't know, if you wear like an in a video game shirt that doesn't explicitly say the video game it's from on there you know yeah so i don't know that said i am looking forward to evolve sleeper i think that's evolve good sleeper i think is a, is a cute card i will not go out of my way to get any of the other ones 
I mean, I think I own all the other ones anyway, so... I think I own a figure of Destiny. That might be it. I might own a Warden. I definitely don't own an Ascendant Spirit. Yeah. I think I own, like, a promo version of Figure of Destiny. It's worth less than the OG Oh, yeah, version. I mean, that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah, it was probably from some, like, pre-con deck or yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever. It's from dumb Eventide, so whatever. Or maybe yeah. it's from, like, Fire and Lightning. That's stupid. Remember when they used to do the dual decks? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so I think some of those dual decks were actually fun. Some, yeah, man. Goblins versus Elves was a lot of fun back in the day. I still say, like, I almost wish they just abolished booster packs altogether and just, like, hey... Here's the cards that we're printing. You want this deck? It's got these cards in it. Because honestly, like I would rather play on those terms with people, even in like limited formats. Like, hey, here's this deck. Here's this deck. Play. Adam, that's just what Fantasy Flight did. You know, they just have yeah. like, here's your your limited run of this. These are the cards in the pack. But that's not how the slot machine works. That's not how quarter over per, quarter profits work, sir. You're not. You're not. Thinking, yeah. You're not thinking stock market here. I mean, their stock isn't doing that well, so. Well, I mean, yeah. Listen, that's why I got to put the boosters in there. Yeah, I keep pushing them boosters. I don't know. Yeah. Just wait. You're going to get their, I don't know, your G.I. Joe secret layers pretty soon or something. So. Uh, before we spiral into the death knell of capitalism, uh, Adam, yeah. do you have any other last thoughts on these? I'm going to say you're probably not shocking me and going to give a thumbs down on playing these cards. Yeah, don't play them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want you to play them, but... Oh, I mean, play them against me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. They're I mean, they're not good cards. As long as you fully realize these are bad cards. Yeah. They just have to be bad cards we love. So. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, stick with us with Dumb Interstitial. We'll come back to technology and talk about more bad cards we love and then how to make them better, maybe. Hmm. Alrighty, sir. Adam, it has been it has been a minute since we talked Final Fantasy. Yeah, it has. I feel like this interstitial segment used to be solely Final Fantasy for a long time. <laughs> we had a lot of Final Fantasy in this. We did, we did, absolutely. Adam, now that all of them have come out, Final Fantasy Pixel remasters are a thing that yeah. I just I just got into. Which are exactly what it says on the tin. They they are pixelated version remastered versions of the OG Final Fantasies 1 through 6 that you love, except maybe 2 because no one loves 2, that you can purchase now, but only on iOS and PC and maybe yeah. Android. That's a weird flex, Adam, don't you think? To not put this on, say, mm, I don't know, the latest Nintendo console? Yeah, I mean, it is interesting, but, I mean, Square is a very weird company. Square is. In the, in the same week that they just put out Live a Live, a 20-year-old game no one asked for with a right. 2D... HD. They're a very, very strange company. Let's let's be honest. Like, we have no idea when anything is coming out. They will just drop like this six games on you, and then the next Final Fantasy game might come out in yeah, you know, two thousand eighty nine or something. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird company. So I'm not surprised by anything that they do anymore. Is the short version of that. <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. I am still a little hurt at the price tag because these suckers are like just under twenty bucks each. Yeah. I don't know a, why. Little, like I feel like ten dollars would have been perfect for most of these. Yeah. 
I think like just putting that seventeen ninety nine makes it sting a little bit. Like paying eighteen bucks for Final Fantasy One this day and age. Yeah, I mean, don't get me I wrong; mean, it's pretty. It's a but, it's a but with like no version. additional content, right? Like this is Final Fantasy One. Like this is Final Fantasy One. Like I I know what I'm in for. You know exactly. This doesn't even have, to my knowledge, even like the bonus stuff they put in the GBA. Um, right, releases. right. That's what I'm saying. So like, eh. yeah. You, can I honestly tell you what? Because I picked up Final Fantasy V. Is um, I need to go play some jobs. Can I tell you the, the best part about this? I told you before the show. They have two input methods of moving your little duder around the screen. One is uh-huh. the virtual, because I bought it on iOS. One is the little virtual thumbstick, which is kind of dumb. But does let you move in diagonals, which feels like it's kind of breaking my brain. Someone who was only ever... In, yeah, in the know. early Final Fantasies, yeah. Yep. Or they just have a tap to move here. Yeah. So you can just, anywhere on the screen, you remember those like, annoying little puzzles, like you can get through that little labyrinth thing that they made, right? Or you can just touch the screen like you go there and he just kind of like instantly goes there now i feel like it's so good we're in a day and age where i'm ready for the itunes of the world where like like the itunes of video games yeah like i'm kind of tired of buying the album for the 30th time Mm, you've bought the white album four times now right exactly like i mean i have not jokingly three different copies of final fantasy 10 like yeah there's no reason for that and i mean final fantasy one yes i i've played that on all sorts of consoles um but yeah i'm i'm kind of done with that like i would love to do like just a what nintendo needs to do which is i'm paying a subscription service for the nintendo you know online Uh uh-huh just give me every single Nintendo and Super Nintendo game that was ever that ever. Uh, it cannot be that hard to port it. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> Adam, what if we gave you one to two every other month? Oh, uh, what if we gave you one to two whenever we got around to it? You mean? <laughs> yeah, and one to two games that no one gives a shit about or never heard of. Yes, both. Because they were actually. like Japanese only release of puzzle game or something. Yeah. What if we did yeah. that, Adam? Huh? Yeah, that's real bad. But yeah, so like. I mean, that that's all I really like. I would love to just I would pay right now if somebody said, hey, here's a six hundred dollar console that you can have every old Final Fantasy game and any new Final Fantasy games that come out in perpetuity will play on this console. And anytime we upgrade the graphics, it'll automatically upgrade. Hmm. Adam, what you've described is a consumer plus and not a corporation plus how, right how are they going to sell you the fifth version of final fantasy one if they don't yeah. do this adam yeah how are they going to sucker me out of more of my fucking money the only way that i i make this even slightly acceptable to myself is thinking that every single time i buy final fantasy it does get cheaper I mean, it gets considerably cheaper for me. I mean, me and Jack Sparrow just go down the street and, you know, just, go online. Oh, I thought you were just talking about like knocking over a kid and just like, give me your fucking shit, kid. No, no. no just, you know, yo ho, yo ho. Because I, I, like, I'm done handing that money for no damn reason. Well, uh, I guess, thankfully, I'm not done. I mean, like, look, it, it is not a bad deal. Like, if you if you want to like buy these, like, they do look nice. Yeah, I don't love the font, but like the the rest of the graphics are all very nice. 
they look like they didn't change much, which I, I'm actually a fan of. I know some people probably want them to like, you know, probably change monsters and things like that. But everything generally looks about like I would expect. Um, I think they have probably the higher def OSTs, right? Oh, they actually did a real nice pass um, on the soundtracks. So, right. Yeah. So, so which, which that's that. nice. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, they're, they're good games. Like, it's not like you're going to not enjoy them. If Whoa. you like, if you like JRPGs, like you're going to like this game. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll finally get me to finish Final Fantasy VI. I, I don't even understand how you could not have finished that <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm just fucking, I'm weird, man. Listen, that fucking game was like $80 when it came out, all right? I was, Final I Fantasy was, VI? I was in the pocket for it, but that game was expensive as fuck when it came out. So I mean, fair, but it's so. been a few years. You've had it's, it's been a minute, so yeah, I know. Maybe I'm going to have to wait for them to include an original cart in the next version. <laughs> the, the Dude, that would buy. be hot. <laughs> if you could buy like a digital copy and get like a reproduction cart, that would be cool. That actually would be kind of cool. All right. Yeah. I'm putting that out there. So don't yeah. God damn it, Watsy, you just gave me a good idea for not you, but whatever. Yeah. <sighs> Technology. In technology this week, ladies and gents. All righty, folks. Uh, the other part of the announcement this week that we didn't talk about yet uh, was Legends Reborn. Um, they specifically, and I'm sure we'll talk about this again, rebirthinated, redid, remade, put pulled out of the vat o design. Uh, a couple other cards, like uh, like your R- Ramirez DiPietro, and mm-hmm. then kind of give him a fresh coat of paint, tuned him up yep. a little bit. Uh, we'll probably talk about that at some point. You guys can look this up. What we want to do here, ladies and gents, in, in the technology vat of Commander Cast, is look back on some other old legends that could probably use a little tune-up. This is actually more exciting to me than putting actual legends cards in packs. Yeah. Like taking a second swipe at legends is way more exciting to me. Oh, than- yeah. I would absolutely... Like, if somebody did, like legends remastered and it was like new art and new like iterations of all of these cards yeah uh you that gets my yeah that that gets me right there yeah way better right like so much better um so anyway ladies and gents we are going to talk about some oldies but goodies here uh, on our (laughs) on our technology segment we're going to take a stab at four battle cards good old cards i don't cards that live close to your heart but maybe aren't as good as they should be nowadays so adam let's talk about the first one here um in no particular order actually well no let's do alphabetical order right because this is this is how it's coming up in my end all right we're gonna read the old school one uh starting off here with aiden oakenshield and then we're gonna talk about how we're gonna tune this one up for the modern era so aiden oakenshield only but goody the OG Jund boy. Yeah. He's a human knight, one, two, uh, and he costs a green, a red, and a black. That's right. Green first. Mm-hmm. Um, and his only ability on this one, two body is to pay a green, a red, and a black and tap him to select one creature from your graveyard and place it in your hand. Right. Um, a mediocre, overcosted, raised dead ability. Yeah. Adam, what are we going to do with this guy? 
All right, so first off, I think we increase stats. Mm. He's a one, two for three. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. What? I think we got to at least give him three, three. Ooh. Yeah, I, I would say so. Nowadays with power creep, you're looking at least a three, three, right? Yeah, I mean, two, three, 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 somewhere around there, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So then on top of that, I think that we maybe split the abilities out. Um, or we just buff this ability by a decent amount. So maybe what we do here is we make one ability that's green, black, and we say non-creature card to hand. So green, black, tap, non-creature card to hand from Graveyard. Mm -hmm. And then red, black is an unearth type ability. So, like, comes back to the battlefield, has haste, sack it at an end of turn. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Right? I would you do... got kind of regrowth, kind of unearth. Yeah. All right. How about this? I would do slightly differently. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's so, hear it. Let, let me try and give me a little spin on this one. All right. So, All I, right. I want the Golgari in here, but I want a little spicy red, too, right? So, okay, I want okay. him... First of all, I want him to battlefield. I don't want this fucking hand bullshit. It's, right. He's yeah. 2022. We we ain't got time for this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's going to... It, it's reanimating something from the graveyard. I'm so cool with keeping it for three mana, right? Sure. But the spicy red has to be deals damage to each player equal to that card's power or mana cost. Ooh, I like that. Okay, okay. So I think that's that's nice. It's spicy. It's powerful, but it's also limiting. You know what I mean? That's how I would do it. Yeah. I think you might have to up up the activated ability a little bit because I mean you're just getting I think you have to make it cost four because then you're basically getting like a recurrable zombify with upside. Okay, all right. So what if you just lower the power and toughness? Of this of the guy? creature. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like how much is a card worth here, right? So if you lower the power and toughness or if you didn't make him do to opponents, if you made him do like, I don't know, X amount to each creature or something like, you know what I mean? Made the damage to each creature instead of each player. And then maybe he kills himself with the, Oh wait, it's each player you were saying. Yeah. I was saying, I, I want, I want it symmetrical. Oh, uh, I like that. No, I'm fine with it then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would do. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Um, wait, doesn't that break something? I'm sure it probably. I don't give a shit. Doesn't that break Master of Cruelties? Sure, that kill everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Listen, man, it's, it's Commander. At yeah, some point, I know. I, I know we're gonna talk about this. At some point, we haven't already. There's this really good YouTube video I watched. It's a couple of years old now about how people like buffs more than they like nerfs. Yeah. And I was. I mean that that particular video was on fighting games and like how everyone likes buffs more than nerfs. But I think that just goes for games in general. And you want something a little more overpowered right. than you want too underpowered and oh, man, i think that would make a really interesting aiden oakenshield deck though like you you would could play like self mill infect Ooh, see this is what i'm talking about yeah you know you know this is it yeah i like it i like it okay yeah. uh listen wati free ideas on the table i know this set was designed two years ago but free ideas on the table people all right next one uh Oh, an assassin after my heart, own heart. What do we got? Some Ramsey's Overdark. 
Yeah, so Ramsey's Overdark, I'll, I'll read the base card, you know, in case people aren't familiar, but it's two black, black for two black, black, blue, blue for a four, three. Uh, sorry, I didn't click on it. So a human assassin. Uh, he has an ability that is tapped to destroy target enchanted creature. I've got some ideas on this one. Okay. Hit me up, sir. So I like almost the same. Maybe, maybe change up the casting cost a little bit or, or the stats on them. But destroy target enchanted creature. If, a, if an enchantment card would go into the graveyard this way, uh, then its owner may choose to put it onto another creature in play or something along those lines. Ooh, okay. I mean, right. So, like, if you if you're doing it on somebody else's, then they could choose to like put it on one of theirs or put it on another opponent's. Like, it, it does that kind of thing as well as it makes like you not have to completely tank your card economy. Hmm. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I kind of like I mean I know I shouldn't like hit counters but that's kind of oh. what assassins do nowadays yeah, you know yeah. like the trot of the silencer or whatever yes I'm cool with like alright first of all we have to hit hit the elephant in the room like yo six mana for Ramses we, we gotta shave at least two mana off this motherfucker right yeah whether you want to do two colorless a blue and a, and a black right or right like yeah just yeah. two blue two black however you want to cut that down we need to get at least to four for this guy right i would say what if it was tap put a hit counter on each enchanted creature and then some other ability do something to those like you know what i mean like do something to those those creatures i don't know what it would have to be what you would have to cost it to like kill it you know, or, you know, kill one a turn or something like that, or, or what if you just changed up the order of things? What if it was just tap to put a hit counter on target creature? Or no, I'm sorry. Tap, destroy all creatures with hit counters on them. Put a hit counter on up to one target creature. Ooh, there you're talking. Right, so you're kind of doing both at the same time, but you can't like overuse it in a turn necessarily mm. without some shenanigans. I like that. You know, what I also like like, and I don't know why this card isn't played more, but like out of the new Capenna Commander, Mary the Killing Quill has the the line at the top. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you exile it with a hit counter on it. I just want I want to take that line and then put it on Ramses, right, and then do something else with hit counters. I mean, right. Mary the Killing Quill already does something cool because, um, see, whenever assassins, mercenaries, and rogues you control uh, deal damage to a player, you can remove a hit counter from a card in exile and then draw a card and create two treasure tokens. Right. This is a fucking strong ass card. I don't understand why I don't play this card more. Right. But, like, that's what Ramsey's Overdark should have been, man. Like, that dude is cool. I like the yeah. tap thing. I've tried to make Ram. I had a Ramsey's Overdark deck. I'm not proud of it. I do. Right. Um, I want Ramsey's to be better than he is, though. Yeah. I know. All right. Speaking of wanting to be better than he is, let's get down with yeah. Tetsuo. So, next one is uh, Tetsuo Umazawa. I'm doing everything uh, I can not to scream, Kaneda! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, it should just be called Tetsuo. Mm-hmm. You're, you are correct. Uh huh. Uh, it is a 3-3 three, three for 
a black, a, I'm sorry, a blue, a black, and a red. It's a human archer. It can't be the target of aura spells, so it is the perfect counter to the Ramsey Silver character. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you can tap a blue, two, black, and a red and tap it uh, to destroy target tapped or blocking creature. That's so weird. I love it is it is weird. <laughs> I love weird Ath Legends cards. All right. I have I have some very simple suggestions for this one. All right, what do we got? All right. I'm going that we change this to keep the casting cost the same, mm-hmm. maybe even up at one. Ooh. Spicy. Uh we change it to human assassin. Oh. Okay. All right. Keep on going. Okay. Uh we take off the protection from auras thing and just give it like a hex proof or a ward something you know uh we change its stats to one one okay and then we remove the activation cost from the tap ability Ooh! so we make it kind of in the realm of the royal assassin but slightly better because it kills blocking creatures too but a little bit harder to cast because it's three colors um yeah so that that's that's kind of where i would go with it oh all right i would keep it archer a because okay. like archers need some kind of love like archers kind of okay sad. all right you know what i mean so i would keep it archer um i would actually make this closer fucking don't hate me people to daryl hunter of walkers from the walking dead okay one. so hear me out like that's a a tap deal damage to a creature and then whenever okay. a zombie an opponent controls dies you draw a card like i want that but it's like like a specific i don't know if you want to pick a tribe or just when a creature an opponent controls dies i like that on archer though like dealing a specific amount of damage and then if you happen to snipe them enough to kill them then like you get to draw a card off of it or something like that yeah i, I think we're we're both on board with like the can't be the target of war spells needs to fucking go right right it needs to be something else like i don't care if you make a shroud or like just make a k5 life or some <laughs> stupid shit like I don't, I don't care like sure right yeah whatever um yeah, yeah. some kind of protection got it <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh yeah i want that though like deals damage and gets a thing preferably like a treasure token or a card or something like i want both of those on it that's what i want oh god that's what i want all right, here's what I want now. Okay. I want this to be some kind of tap ability. I don't even care what the cost is at this point. But I want it to be like he fires a flurry of arrows. So I want it to be like a chaosy type effect. Like for like flip a coin for every single creature. Ooh. And for each heads, it deals three damage to that creature. If a creature dies this way, you draw a card for it or something like that. <laughs> Okay, what's the oh god, what is it? Like Godos Irregulars, I think. It like it deals one damage to each creature. Something like that. Mm, like yeah. like an ability like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Right, I'm back on board. So. But like it's chaosy enough that like red and black are still happy about it, but then I get to draw cards because blue. Yeah. Oh, I I'm so sorry, people. I I maligned Godos Irregulars. It's Ronin Cliff Rider. Though oh, whenever wow. whenever he attacks, you have to deal one damage to each creature defending player controls. How dare you? You know what, Mark? No one is ever going to forgive you. I mean, I nearly had my podcasting license revoked. 
So right. I, and I, those are hard to come by. Let me tell you, people, I had to stand in line at the PMV for a long ass fucking time. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> anyway, um, the podcast of motor vehicles, <laughs> like, how does, how does that work? Out? Yeah, it's fine. Don't think about it too. That's how it fucking works. Don't think about it too much. That's how the joke works. Uh, next one, Zero Arian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is. I don't. I don't like. I'm. I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, I think we just upped the stats and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> so Zero Arian is um, also Jund. It's a black, a red, and a green. It's an insect wizard. One two. I remember I tried to make this thing work. It's just dumb. It's just a dumb draw card. It's a one-two with flying, and you pay Jund, tap it, and target player draws a card. Yeah. So, you know what I would honestly do with this? I would turn it more into, like, Evolve Sleeper. I would have, like, it's a three-mana card, right? And then one mana is, like, make an insect. And then mm. something, something else. And then the last ability is, like, pay some amount of mana, draw a... So, like, you draw a card for each insect you control. Mm, because she's it. like she's like a queen of insects okay you know all right i kind of like that and can i point out something just sure. for the the people who have not heard me say this enough but the chronicles version is 84 cents and the legends version is 61 cents so i'm definitely sure that reprinting things diminishes their value well 61 dollars so or 61 dollars is what i meant yeah, yeah. well that, no that's what i'm saying so like mm-hmm. uh you can reprint this card eight billion times and guess what it's still a 61 dollar legends card yeah and it's always going to be and it's probably right. never going to be above that but adam it could be a 161 dollar card oh my god reserved list BS. <laughs> adam oh my goodness yeah you know what's wild to me is like what's that some Chronicles cards are actually pretty expensive. You know, like Concordant Crossroads. Really? Yeah, like right. Concordant Cro- I mean, before it got reprinted, Concordant Crossroads. I was going to say, it just got reprinted, right? Yeah, so. yeah. But like, you know, and just what, like you was said. It? That's interesting. What's that? Was it? I, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I guess uh, like Blood Moon probably was. Yeah, I mean, there were, I mean, there were like some. Nine bucks, like it's not much, yeah. Yeah, let me see. If I sort Chronicles by USD. Oh, so like thing? I didn't even think that was a thing. Yeah, so like now, even now, uh, the the Chronicles version is twenty five bucks, and that's the most expensive one. Oh, in the wow, set. interesting. City of Brass is twenty one. That's actually my favorite version of City of Brass too. But uh, I love the art. Yeah, yeah. And then like weirdly, Ashnod's Altar is still like nearly ten bucks out of that set. Yeah, so, that like, was surprising. Yeah. Sure, you know, and your your Dak and Black Blades is a dollar sixty versus the hundred eighty one dollars. It, it, it falls off real quick thereafter. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I just want more Chronicles in the world. I don't know that I I I, I don't know that anyone's ever said that, but I want more Chronicles no, in the world. No one ever has, but uh, I was a fan of Chronicles. I loved it as someone who was actually around when Chronicles came out. Yeah, man, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't getting the. Uh, uh, the Elder Dragons any other way in Chronicles. Right. So, so I mean, short version of Zira Arian, print more Chronicles. It's also true. Also, you know what? Not a fan of the art, but Urza's Tower Chronicles? Pick you up. It's 50 cents a piece, man. Pick nice. You up, pick you up some of them. All right, ladies and gents. Doubtless, folks, you have versions of, say, Nebuchadnezzar or maybe a Sulkanar the Swamp King that you wanted mm. to take a, a, another stab at. Maybe even though I love me, my Gabriel Angel Fire deck, you could probably do better things with it. Dare I say a Stang version 2.0 is in the the woods. I Um, like me some Stang. 
who doesn't like a Stang? So, um, I mean, he was great in The Police. I like his solo work, too. Right. So, big fan. Big, big fan. fan. With that, ladies and gents, before we get through more dumb jokes, if you have other Legends Reborn that you want reborn, re do they get baptized again, too? I don't, I don't, I'm losing my fucking metaphor. Um, let us know. I like that you think that right after birth, baptism <laughs> happens. I, mean, I guess. I don't know. I'm Catholic. That's what happens. Then. So You wait a couple months to make sure the kid's okay, and then you go and baptize. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, with that, ladies and gents, uh, we're going to get the hell out of here because we're, we're done talking about the zero Aryans of the world. Um, yeah. If you got your own, let us know in the comments. With that, we're going to mosey on through an outro, talk about some dumb shit. Got out of here for the week. Interstitial, the last. I don't That's know how right. to say the last in Spanish, but whatever that would be. Uh, Adam, I hear we have sandwich update. Uh, there is a sandwich update, and it's a pretty spicy one. So, uh, most recently, we had one where in the same day, we made the Cuban sandwich mm-hmm. and the banh mi. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... So leading up to this, cheese steak was it our number one uh, okay. by a decent lead. Mm. Uh, and now it is our number three. Wow. An upset of monumental proportion, sir. Yeah. Yeah. The Cuban is our number one by quite a bit. I mean, listen, man, if you're going to talk about best sandwiches in the world, Cuban has to be on that list. I mean, unfortunately, there is some level of bias here, like all all five of us are Floridians. So like, but let's be honest, no matter where you are in the country, a Cuban's a damn good sandwich. It, it is an amazing sandwich. And like, I mean, my kid was like, is one of the ones that's, that's grading it. And she was like, like, this is going to win because like, it's my favorite sandwich. Like you could ask me before this whole contest thing. Like, <laughs> it is my favorite sandwich. I mean, like, it was like solid. Yeah. If it was three guys from Philly and the Philly cheesesteak won, then okay, I might level some some bias. Right, right, right. However, hmm. so tell me about these new rankings that got that got shook. Yeah, so it's Cuban banh mi cheesesteak, and then uh, so top five: Cuban banh mi cheesesteak, uh, grilled ham and cheese, and pulled pork. Oh. Now listen, I probably have the least amount of experience with the banh mi, even though I did have some amazing banh mi tacos. Mm. not last week it was excellent but tell me what are the essential ingredients of the banh mi so when i think banh mi uh i think so so the the protein that's involved is the part that is often variable okay uh so like you can have chicken banh mi's and things like you know but um most often i make roast pork banh mi's so uh i would say that you've got some kind of sauce I make my own little special sauce that's basically like uh, it's got some sriracha, some mayo, some fish sauce, and some sugar. Okay. Um, and then uh, it has pate, uh, roast pork, and then you bring on the veggies. So we use um, some pickles that I made of uh, pickled radishes and carrots. And then some fresh cucumber, 
and uh, some cilantro and some uh, raw sliced thin jalapenos. Ooh. Can you and- do kimchi on the banh mi? I don't think that it's a very typical ingredient. I mean, I'm not going to begrudge you anything because kimchi is delicious. I think eating it alongside the banh mi, like a coleslaw alongside your sandwich, you know, would be more appropriate. Yeah. I mean, I know we're mixing cultures here. so I was going to say, you are talking Korea, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I get it. I mean, the banh mi is delicious on its own. You don't need to do it, but I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I mean kimchi is good you want to put it on a bite of your sandwich like i'm not gonna you know yeah yeah but then again i mean i've had kimchi's on burgers before it's excellent too so True, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna turn my nose up on anything you put kimchi on yeah um but since your your sandwiches are like the archetypal versions of sandwiches right like it's, yes this we is do what... try to go as much the standard as possible okay so what was exactly your version of the banh mi they got bumped. That was that was my version of the banh mi. That was it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the pork is very good. So. Oh. Yeah, the, and the pork was uh, like we we roasted the pork and yeah, you know, um, and we used it for both. We used it for the Cuban because that has roast pork on it also, mm-hmm. and uh, the banh mi. Yeah. Ooh. See, I love this segment. I love that we do it last because now I'm hungry and I can go eat something. There you go. So, it's I don't know what else we got. I mean, this the sandwich. The Chronicles of the Sandwich contest, I guess. We, we've got we've got a few that that could be upsets in here, but what do we got left? How about this? So there, so there's there's some good ones and there's some so so ones. So we've got the Reuben. Okay, probably not going to win, but a strong contender. A real strong contender, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reuben the Euro. Mm. The hot roast beef sandwich. Okay. Uh, the pastrami on rye. Uh-huh. Uh, the pork and broccoli, which that one might be coming off. We've decided that some of the, like, weaker ones we might just knock off because we know they're not going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, chicken salad and egg salad, which, again, those are in the conversation of maybe knockoff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like uh, you could do PB&J, one of them. which I think PB&J has a chance of cracking top five. PB&J is good. I mean, we've, all, we've always talked creamy peanut butter. Great job. So, so that one is going to be because there is no archetypical sandwich. Uh, we are just going to have a PB and J bar, where you get to choose whether it's creamy or crunchy, and whether you're using grape or strawberry jelly. Ooh, I feel like you're bending your own rules here, sir. I mean, like, how else can you make that? Like, because any like, look, the creamy, creamy versus crunchy butter. argument. The creamy versus crunchy argument is too strong. We can't I, I, overcome that in this. I feel like you're cowards. All right. I feel like you wow, have to take a stand wow. on this one. All right. I mean, I know what mine is. Like, I, then you go with it. You know what it is when you think in your brain. All right. You it's think creamy and it's grape. Let's be honest. Exactly. That's what it is. You have to stand firm on this. Don't let <laughs> don't let the fake news people push you around with their crunchy versus strawberry jelly bullshit. No one thinks. No one thinks that. All right. I mean, there are there is a a, a judge here that that does think that. Yeah. Listen. You ask that judge, you sit that person down, and you say, listen, when you got PB&J in the elementary school cafeteria, what was it? Was it crunchy peanut butter and strawberry jelly? Fuck no, it wasn't. It was creamy, <laughs> and it was grape jelly, and you fucking ate it, and you love that shit. That's right? true. That's, That's true. what it was. I kind of want one now. Exactly. When do you not want one? With some, with some uh, milk. Ooh, it's good. Yeah. Nice glass of whole milk. Not chocolate milk? 
no, 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 regular, regular, regular whole milk. milk. Yeah. Regular, yeah, reg- it has to be whole milk too, because that's yeah. a sh- listen. Again, yeah. we're going. What was a Thursday in third grade lunch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's uh, so. Uh, so other than that, we also have French dip, Italian hot beef, uh, the croque monsieur, and maybe a breakfast sandwich like an egg McMuffin. We're not sure Ooh. about adding that yet. I feel like breakfast. Sa- I, I the whole breakfast sandwich thing could be its own, its own contest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so so that's that one, that's why that one is still a little on the fence. We're not sure about adding that, but the, I think the beef one is coming soon. We've got probably the French dip, the Italian <laughs> hot beef, and the hot roast beef are probably all going to happen at the same time. Okay, all right. As always, then, I I love every single update to this. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Get, it never gets old. Yeah, we've got to start planning that. I got. Yeah, we got to buy a roast and, uh, and start. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say we have to buy a pig. So. No, no. We have to buy a pig. We, did, it we up. did think about doing it. We we have actually bought a half pig before with the same friends. Uh <laughs> and we did the uh because one of them is is like a native Hawaiian and uh we like buried the pig in the ground and did like a whole luau type thing. Ooh. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Wait. Can you bury things in the ground in Florida? I thought if you went like three inches down, it was the ocean. No, it's. I mean, the water table is, the water table is high, but not not quite that high. Yet. Okay, all right. I mean, I well, don't you, know. You could go a good three feet down without it causing a problem. Yet. Really? Wow. All right, that's two and a half feet more than I thought you could. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and people say we don't learn things on this show. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, sir, thank you again for the sandwich update. I eagerly await more of your uh, confectionery interstitials. Yes. Mm, outro. And that's the end of another episode. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for sticking with us through the dumb shit we talked about this week. We pulled a whole strategy segment out of four cards, Adam. Yeah, we did. We did, absolutely. And it's just a guess, but I think that we're probably going to delve a little bit more into spoilers next week. I would imagine so, seeing as how yeah. we had a whole technology segment about Legends Reborn and we didn't actually talk about any of those cards that were just spoiled. So... Yeah, and I think probably all the way through Christmas we'll probably be doing spoilers. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what do we got? I mean, spoilers are coming hot and heavy, I think, in August, like mid-August they start? Yeah. So we've got some stuff until then. I don't know. We're going to talk about some old dumb cards. We're going to get there, ladies and gents. Uh, Adam, if people want to talk to you about old dumb cards... How you, for some ungodly reason, left K Takahashi off this list of technology cards, and how dare you? Uh, where can they hit you up? Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at Squire nine 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 nine. What's the old dumb vanilla one, like the Lady of Grey Mountain or something? Oh, uh, yeah, there's a. I mean, there's so many of the dumb vanilla ones. Like, <laughs> yeah. Remember when that was a thing? We're like, wait a minute, this is a legend. It's just got well, right, you can at least play it for its colors, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember people playing legendary creatures for their colors. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, back in the day. It's the only yeah. reason anyone ever played, like, Numat the Devastator. Yep. So, memories. Well, ladies and gents, uh, if you want to blast out the whole cast, CommanderCast at gmail.com or on the Twitters at CommanderCast. And be sure to check out our CommanderCast Facebook page. A big thanks to everyone here at the CommanderCast Network. We'll see you next week with more community strategy and likely old dumbass car technology. So until then, let's get it!